All right, MCW faithful, you already know what time it is. Every Tuesday night at 8, it's time for another insightful, exciting edition of the MCW cast. I'm Legacy, MCW MC, Larry Legend. I'm MCW promoter Dan McDevitt. And I'm Tara. Welcome to the cast, and thank you for joining us in whatever format you are absorbing this content, whether you're watching the live video from Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or if you're listening on the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, or CastBox. Thank you so much for listening, and not only listening, but following and subscribing. That's right. And hey, how about Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup 20 in the books? That's right. The 20-year condition, 20-year tradition continued in November of all months, you know? Well, we had to skip a year. This technically would have been the 21st. It's like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. This would have been the yeah. 21st, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it felt weird to do it. Not as hot, I have Not to say. Not as hot, and I, I wasn't complaining about that. I mean, if we're being honest, moving <laughs> it to a, a cooler yeah, month is not something of, I'm opposed to. We're evaluating that for <laughs> yeah. the tail end of 2022. You know, right? It was nice to not look out and see a sea of glistening, shiny faces, you know, in That's the crowd, right. so... Uh, yeah, it's the weather. We, we appreciated the beautiful autumn day here in lovely Maryland. That's right. And the Autumn Armageddon Tour rolls right on mm-hmm. uh, because we are on the precipice of December 4th, MCW Seasons Beatings. That's right. You can get your tickets uh, at mcwprowrestling.com or stop in person to our authorized ticket reseller, which is Hideaway Collectibles in lovely Dundalk right down the street from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Grab a Bruiser Burger, pick up your tickets, and also check out all of the collectibles and merchandise that they have. I don't know. It's almost Christmas, and if you've got kids or somebody who collects Funko Pops, my own kid has been asking me, Every day. Can we go to the store? Can we go to the store? Because he wants to make his Christmas list. So if you're looking for some of those uh, hard to find items, Hideaway Collectibles on Hollabird Avenue is the place for you to go. Yeah, I need to go in there and get myself a new Big Bubba Rogers, a.k.a. Big Boss Man figure for the holiday. That might <laughs> land in my stocking. And I think I think down at Hideaway Collectibles, they have the newly released one. Yeah, so. they've got everything. So if you're looking for, I think, something like 1,500 or more Funkos out there and all kinds of stuff. So I've got a list and i'm going to be doing my shopping so i encourage you to do the same that's right hey and what about last week's guest for the mcw cast legendary shannon moore yeah it was great to have him in studio and hear about his connection to mcw and just all the different Some things 20 that he's years done. ago yeah two, yeah. two yeah. decades later <laughs> right <laughs> welcome back welcome you know? back 20 years later you're back in the fold you know but it was great to catch up with him great to see him perform at the oh, cup absolutely yeah, yeah and you know, I mean, it was 20 years ago, and to have him come back, and, you know, he's still active and looking great. Yeah, yeah, so we hope our fans enjoyed lot of, that. A lot, of new ink, a lot of new body art on him. But, well, uh, you know he's a tattoo artist. I did know that. Yeah, yeah so, so I, I I wanted to comment about that, too. We just didn't get time to because we had we filmed it right before the Shamrock Cup, right. in fact. But, uh, yeah, he's a multifaceted, multi-talented individual. Um you know, we talk a little bit about his music mm-hmm. uh, influences, but also, yeah, the, the tattoo. He's got a lot of ink. That's right. Yep. It was awesome to welcome him back to the fold. And you know what? It was also awesome to welcome back our guest on tonight's episode of the MCW cast. Uh, how do I deliver this? Star of Heels on Star, Luke Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Star of Heels on Stars. Star of Heel on Heels. Stars, Star, Luke Hawks. That's Star, Stars. Star, Star. Luke Hawks. I like the ring of that. Yeah, so um, 
it, it, again, these episodes were filmed uh, mm -hmm. on the night of Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup 20 before the event kicked off. And it was just great. Uh, like I said, not only welcome Shannon Moore back, but also sit down with Luke Hawks. And we're going to present that for you all here tonight. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the MCW cast. At MCW Pro Wrestling, much like many small businesses throughout the country, the pandemic has presented many challenges. For a company like ours that hosts events with live audiences, the impact has been even more severe, and all of our forms of revenue have been cut off. In order to continue to engage with our fans on a regular basis, we made the decision to begin to produce the MCW cast and are providing it for absolutely no cost on Facebook Live, Twitch, YouTube, and SoundCloud. If you'd like to support us during these challenging times, you can do so in several ways. The most popular way is to buy us a coffee to help fuel the cast. Just go to buymeacoffee.com backslash mcwcast. And for just $3, you can buy the cast a coffee. Or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and receive several special perks. That's buymeacoffee.com backslash mcwcast. You can also contribute directly on Cash App, MCW Wrestling, or on Venmo, mcw-wrestling. You can also show your support for the MCW cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com backslash stores backslash MCW cast to pick up a full line of official MCW cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts. Also, don't forget to comment in the threads on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch to get your questions answered on a future episode. And you can also send us a tweet using the hashtag AskMCWCast. Thank you for your support. And now, back to the show. And we are back here live on the MCW cast with our special in-studio guest, Luke Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Luke, th thanks for joining us here. Uh, it's been many years since you and I have... Uh, We've seen each, seen but each we, other. We keep in touch, and I know you watch Heels, so I mean. Well, Tara's been yeah. telling me about the the stars yeah. and the free <laughs> app for seven days, so I'm going to catch up to it. But that's who you're repping on your hoodie. Oh, we got yes, Gully, Michael Malley, the showrunner. He's one of the uh, you know one of the writers, the showrunner, one of the actors, the one of the lead actors. So he's, he, he's, he plays the you know smarmy indie promoter character quite yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of like the dirt ball, like you know, like kind of like uh, the the promoter who just doesn't care about anybody. He just wants blood and guts and wants to see you sacrifice your life. And then when right. you're done, he he's on the thing. He reminds me of uh, Dan McDevitt. Ah, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was just going to say, so he plays me. <laughs> but he's got this style factor going on, Dan. You know, he's got that style factor with the, the garish uh, uh, sport coat and all that by, stuff. By the so. way, th thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrestling fans are the best. The corporal. I got a couple of messages. Thanks for your service. Happy Veterans Day. I'm like, wrestling fans are the best. Yeah, I you're a real never, corporal. I was never, yeah. never in the military at all but you so. were a member of law enforcement true so, so we, right. we, we got a lot of questions for me today or, what, or am i telling a story because i got a great dan mcdevitt story you guys probably never heard when he caused a riot down in Chalmette, louisiana yeah i don't think i haven't talked about that oh well, we got, <laughs> well then we should talk yeah, about like it to right roll now. with the punches so yeah out with it what, what happened so so um i was probably about 15 i would say and we we're at the show in Chalmette, louisiana and the main event is Corporal punishment versus dancing Stevie Richards, right? And uh, Stevie Richards was the was the the champion of the the turd promotion the show was at. And um, can we curse on here? 
Yeah, you're good. A little, 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 little bit. A little S word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're good. So like Chalmette is like its own breed, right? Like you, like they get really upset if you say anything about Chalmette or disrespect. We call them Chalmations. Cajuns? No, Chalmations. Yeah. Sh- well, I tell you what, when you hear about like the term Cajuns and all like that from down, like, man, they're. Yeah, they're Cajuns, but they're, they're, they're like real. They're like, they're like a different breed. It's just if you go to Chalmette compared to like another area, you see a major difference. And it's just it's just something about them. It's it's not like they're slow. They're just it's just they're they're a different breed of people, you know. And they're very prideful of being from Chalmette, and it's easy to insult them and mess with them. And a lot are overweight. So so, I'm sitting in the front row at this show because I'm a fan. Then, and I'm sitting right next to um, the sponsor of the show. They were called Bob's Muffler. They used to sponsor every show. They were a muffler shop in Chalmette. Well. Old corporate punishment decides to cut a promo, and one of the things he says: the only reason I came to Chalmette tonight is to see where my goes when I flush the toilet, right? <laughs> and and he keeps going, he keeps going, they're booing him and throwing shit in the ring. And towards the finish of the match, it wasn't the finish of the match, but it was like it ended up being the finish. It of ended the up match. being the finish <laughs> of the match. Yeah, it ended up. So so, uh, Stevie choke slam Jew, right? Yeah, Stevie Dan's on the apron as a table next to the ring. Stevie's on the inside of the ring, and uh, they run this little spot right there in the corner, and ends up Stevie choke slamming Danny, you know, off the side mm-hmm. of the apron through the table on the floor. Well, he's selling. He gets up and he's selling. He kind of selling against the railing, and one of the sponsors from Bob Muffler just hauls off and fucking punches. Sorry, punches <laughs> Danny in the head. Right, swings chair. He swings a chair. No, thing. that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, he swung. it. Da- Danny was on the ground through the table, and the the the, the, the guy from the front row, from Bob's Muffin next to me, picks up his chair and slams it on Danny's face. Right, knocks me out. Yeah, legit. Wow. Legit, knocked but, me out. My but, lights but, went out, and but, I didn't. I was like, what? But but he wasn't not out. He, he's, yeah, he's full of shit. Out on my feet. Yeah, but he was I, out, I on was feet. out cold. But I was because like, he uh, jumps. He immediately jumps up. Jumps over the rail and grabs the dude by the throat and oh. runs him all the way back through the chairs to the stage, knocking and it, people down. Yeah, knocking yeah. Oh off chairs and that's when that's when the other shot came in. Yeah. So Danny's got the guy by the throat, bent over the stage, and, and then one of the buddies comes and just cold cocks Danny from the side, boom, and punches him. But wow. he he only grazed me because of Joe Kane. Yeah. He only he didn't catch me all the way because he would have. That guy probably would have turned my lights out. Yeah, because it hit his but back. But Joe Kane dove. Joe Kane well, dove and 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 kind of blocked the whole thing. Literally, so like the guy would have. Wow. The guy would have called. The guy would have got me square. Yeah, because I I could I was I could see his red. I could just see the guy. It, it all happened so fast, and literally, it it turns into locker room versus the fans. Oh wow! And the locker room clears out, and I'm I'm not even I'm not exaggerating. This was crazy. It was Within like, probably five minutes. SWAT team was there. The whole SWAT team had everybody on the floor. I mean, automatic rifles, you know what I mean? Like, they swarmed the building, came in, everybody was down. Nobody knew who I was left going the building on. in the trunk of Travis's car. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got out of the building in the trunk of Travis's car because the SWAT was asking for me. Yeah. <laughs> the hey. SWAT wanted the guy corporal punish. I swear, this is true story. It, it is you know true. It's 100% true. I was wow. there. Yeah. It's and they were just right. like, we haven't seen him. He- <laughs> I ju- I was in, I'm just trying I was, to picture was, you in the trunk of I anyone's car. <laughs> in the, I was leaving in the trunk of Travis's car. 
Leaving in the trunk, getting out hey, of the building. Wrestling. Yeah. Those days are done. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that like was that. heat, brother. Yeah, yeah, that was heat. No, that was that heat. won't happen no more. Yeah, it, it it probably was really quick, but it seemed like forever because I just remember like a black, and then I looked up, and like he was taunting me, like holding the chair, like, I yeah. just fucked you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, and I just like raged. Oh, you know dude, what I mean? and just he lost. moved like a cat, jumped over the barricade, grabbed with like, he jumps over the barricade with the same hand and grabs the dude at the throat at the same time and just like ran him back. Like yeah, yeah, back yeah. The there were yeah. kids standing and on And you the were you were plowing them out of the I, oh. I bulldozed through them and knocked and that's what like started. That's what like, started people, the riot. They're like, he doesn't yeah. care about the kids. Yeah, I just I couldn't see red I could just see red, man. The wow. dude hit me in my face. He wasn't in the wrong though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. he, he yeah. hit me in the face with a dude, chair. He, like he picked it up and like swung it over his head and just threw it on his face. Yeah. Wow. It was it was wild. Yeah. All right, wow. so this is making me think of the season finale. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when yeah, when Jack Spade comes in <laughs> well, through the crowd. Or was Larry, that the episode Larry's, before Larry's the second to last? I'm sorry. I haven't I'm, seen it I'm yet, not, but that's okay. I can I swear still engage. I'm, it's gonna be hard, but I'm yeah. not gonna spoil it. But there was a scene that Where Gully you, comes through the crowd, yeah, we're yes. sitting there. We're, yeah, me, yeah. Me, me, him and uh, our other guys our Kevin are sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, okay. Now that you put me on the spot, I definitely will be able to well, watch it. It's the, good. It's, I, it's I've really heard, good. It's I've excellent. heard, Luke. It's just that. I'm not just saying that because I, you know, I'm a big star and stuff and I'm all in it. You know, I mean? It's a and, lot and, of and inside baseball. And I think 10 or 15 years ago, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. But now things are so out in the open. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the first episode's kind of hard to watch because um, as a wrestling as a wrestler, being in a business, it's hard to watch because they start throwing out terms and this and that, and you kind of like it still hurts a little. Well, yeah. every episode but, is named with a wrestling right. terminology. But here's the thing: every it, episode is, it is is what they're tra- you you get what they're trying to do. They're trying to smarten up the normal people that don't watch wrestling because it's not it, it's made not for just wrestling fans. Right. It's made for everyone. It's a really really good drama. So uh, so you get it, and then it kind of it kind of dials back a little bit. Like they they don't go as hard on the terms. They don't force it. Like the first episode, they start forcing it down your throat kind of right away, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, it's gonna be one of those. And it's like, and then you realize what they're doing. They're like, no, they're just they're just opening up that door. They're just opening up that door to show you, this is what happens behind the scenes. This is what the wives of wrestling wrestlers know. Blah blah blah. You right. know. Yeah. Yeah. There and actually, I've heard some other people in the business kind of that was the thing that didn't hook them from the beginning. That they were like, "Oh, okay, here we go, another one of those shows." And even there was a moment where I had it. I took issue with something when I was like, "No, I'm not sure how I feel about that." And it was uh, the line where um, they tell, uh, "What's the girl's name now?" Crystal. Crystal. They tell her the locker rooms for wrestlers, honey. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, that's not how that works." But what is? Well, yeah. So I've never had anybody tell me that directly, but there were all these other little things. Like, and I know I've brought this up on the show here before. Like, I lived in fear that I would open my gear bag on any given show and it would be full of someone's fecal matter because I thought that that's what would happen. And there were lots of just little things. Like, you know, I remember screwing up something on a shamrock cup and having to apologize to everybody in the locker room. Like, there were lots of little instances of that sexism. And it wasn't until about three episodes in when I went, oh. They did that line because it summed up all those experiences like that I had, but they got it. They got the point across to the non-wrestling fans right yeah, away that yeah. this is boys versus girls. Well, and, and you know, it's, it's not only that, but like, you know, um, and, and I don't mean to minimize anything you've done, but like if you go 
every a lot of different places. Every area is different. Every yes. locker room is different, and mm-hmm. even companies like you know, I mean, the bigger companies like you know, if, if you go to WWE, it, I mean, at, at one time we, you know, if you go with the WWE as an extra, we dressed in a locker room, and then you started dressing in broom closets, and mm-hmm. then you would yeah. dress in a hall. Like it was always like there's all these different rules depending on where you go. Yeah. And what there's time a hierarchy. Yeah, 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 for there sure. Is. So, so, yep. Uh, yeah. So it's always it's always different, but. They, I, I, you know, I um, I consulted on the scripts and stuff, so mm-hmm. I read over everything. And like, I, I think the biggest complaint I had from people, especially wrestlers, and again, I can back this up because I've been around for a decent amount of time and I've seen it, and I've actually talked about this with Punk, and he's he's had it happen to him a few times. Mm-hmm. I've been to shows where guys script out the whole matches, and they go walk up and they're like, "Hey, this is what we want you to do tonight," and you're like, "What?" Get out of my face! You know what I mean? Get yeah, yeah. So like, like, so people are like, oh, he keeps saying script, and he keeps saying this, and he keeps writing scripts, and I'm like, some people do that, and that's what they do right. at WWE. True. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, so yeah. it's it's. I've seen it I, in many indie shows that I had been at yeah. and wrestled at when people would, you know, kind of say like, hey, this is what I got in mind. I'm like, right, and then you see the yeah. new guys, the new guys that have only been in business a couple of years and don't know anything, and you know they're doing Circus Soleil, and right. uh, they're like, oh, it's not a script. We choreograph everything from start to finish, every yeah. punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had to laugh when I would watch it, though, because the way Jack would be putting the shows together, like, the day of. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and, and having worked alongside you for so long, and I'm just like, well, all right, we don't wait till the day of, although sometimes it works out yes, that we way. Do. But, <laughs> you know, well, we put in a whole lot of this. Um, you know, in the month leading up to a show. Sure, and yeah. I, I remember just sitting there laughing to myself like, man, if we start booking the day of, whew, I don't want to be a part of that. Well, <laughs> well, well you can change. change things. Yeah, but book yeah. out a whole show the day of. Yeah, yeah, to book out a whole show. I, I kind of always live, like, I I kind of have ideas, but, like, you know, Shamrock Cup was mm-hmm. an example of, um, you know, G-Fed, um, yeah. the day of the show is sick and coughing and obviously you know with everything going on um yeah, stay you know, your ass home. yeah right exactly. <laughs> coughing yeah. And you know, fever so like all right well you yeah. know what i mean like yeah you better stay home for safety so mm-hmm. but you know all of a sudden you have you know a triple threat tag team title match and it's okay well that's scrapped you <laughs> right. know what i mean um so, so that's yeah. kind of where you know it's it's doing this and doing that you kind of got to have an outline but you know what I mean? Like it is, you know, it, it's hard to go into a show with 100% of everything laid out the way oh, yeah. you want yeah. because it's just not going to work and, out. And especially like it's different because what people don't understand about the show too is like with them in the show, they're running weekly at the yeah. same building. So yeah. they have the storylines and they have the scripts. Most promotions run once a month right. or every other month or right. every six weeks or something, you know, so it's a little drawn out. So people especially the internet world, they know everything. Mm-hmm. But what they really only know is their very, very, very limited experience and what they've done or what they've been around. So, uh, so yeah, so, I, I again, I can defend the things like the scripts and, and you know, of that nature and, and, and the, the locker room stuff. Mm-hmm. It's because I've seen all these different instances of, of, of different right. altercations or rules or, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Don't say hello to this guy. 
you know, oh, make sure oh, yeah. you, yeah, make sure shake you his this. hand first. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. There's always, there's yep. always something. So. Well, there were a lot of little lines like that in the show that summed up those experiences. Like I was saying with the line with Crystal, at first I was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, oh, but that right there just laid out, you know, the, the sexism that exists in this business in yeah. a male dominated industry right there. in that one line, it Come just on, set that up. Dominated, like, male dominated traditionally male dominated who, who gets who gets the bookings really quick with and who barely gets any more. training and get paid more I, no i can and i i was a recipient of that yeah. like i came up in a period where that i was i was booked on shows four months after i started training and I, that did not Probably win me any like like a thousand dollars no no never yeah. that but it didn't hey, win I'm, me any favors i'm getting in the flew to los room. angeles and getting paid a thousand dollars this promoter's real nice <laughs> so i i think i think in that the the sexism or what you perceive as sexism a lot of times is bitterness from guys in the yeah. locker room because oh, yeah. girls can get more yeah. quicker. I've just yep. always, and me and you talked about how RJ mm -hmm. was something RJ always struggled with yeah. when RJ was doing like the booking for me. Yeah. Um, and it's something, it just is what it is. Like guys, there's a real bitterness that comes from the guys that don't under, I've always told the guy like, Hey, you got to understand a, you know, the girl, a, a pretty girl, you know, that mm -hmm. is maybe not know as much is probably going to end up with more bookings quicker. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And yep. it, and it, and it comes off, but I can see it, it coming off and it, it comes off a lot of times where guys in the locker room are, they're really shitty to girls, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and undeserving. It's not, it's not the girl's fault. It's not their she, fault. Right. right. Not their it, fault. It's just like it's I, the I've nature learned, of the beast. I, I used to yeah. get really frustrated with the business. Excuse me. Bless me. Bless me. Thank you. Bless, you. Bless, Bless you. you ultimately. Um, <laughs> I, I used to get frustrated with it, too, because I used to get mad at all these people who would get in so quick and get opportunities fast. And I lived in my car and I did all the, You know, right. I did all like the grinding, right. like, exactly. like the road work, you know, the stuff that people you hear about, you know, and, yeah. uh, and, and I had it rough and I've got good opportunities early on, but I never got like what I considered my due. And uh, now I'm a different part of my career where I'm 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 so glad that things went the way they did because my career turned out so much better mm -hmm. for me in the long run and so much more um um what's the word just all I'm not very intelligent I went to public school so uh, no just no there's words. like like just. More diverse, Over, diverse yeah. and longevity, longevity, because yeah, and I got and I got a career like yeah. I, got yes. a, I got a long time career that fruitful, I can do. Yeah, yeah. fruitful mm -hmm. where I can do in the future, because, you know, not only do I produce and agent matches and all my wrestling stuff and train and still wrestle, but, you know, I'm doing the acting, I do mm -hmm. the stunts, I do coordinating and I'm doing, you know, I'm doing all this stuff in the film industry, which which I never thought like if if I was wrestling full time back then, I would have had a, probably a, a great time. But I also might have got burnt out like so many had. I might have right. got caught up in wrong shit. I probably wouldn't have the attitude I have today towards the business. I might not love it as much because you, you go up there and yeah. you get burnt and, you know, you get used and you get abused and, yeah. you know, you blow your money. So, mm -hmm. so like, most of the people I know that, that were in the business from, you know, my early days aren't in the business no more. Right. So, or, or, or they're, you know, in bad shape or they, they you know, they just had rough lives. So I'm really thankful that my career kind of took a different path. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm th you know, back then I was really angry, but uh, my point of it was I used to get so angry at the people who would get it so quick with nothing and no work. And they'd have these big egos, you know, mm -hmm. they, they come into a tryout, they'd be like a bodybuilder or ex football player and they look so good and they get signed right away. And then 
they want all this money for bookings, and then when they get released from WWE, they ask for all this money, but they're, they, they're really not a good wrestler, or they don't care about the business. And I love the business, so I would right. get frustrated. But then I started thinking, I said, man, it's not their fault. Like, right. you don't control that. You don't have to... You don't have to support it and you don't have to add to it and you don't have to, you know, book these guys and do all this stuff neither. But at the same time, you can't you can't just be angry at those people for, right. you know, getting discovered and getting an opportunity because anybody would take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think it's about time for us to pause yeah. real quick. We getting wrapped up in these conversations. Yep. And before you know it, the time gets away from us. We're going to pause for Internet station identification and then we're going to return right here in the cast with our special guest, Alter Boy Luke. show your support for the mcw cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com slash stores slash mcw cast you can pick up a full line of official mcw cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts visit teespring.com slash stores slash mcw cast fuel the mcw cast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash mcw cast And for just $3, you can buy the cast of coffee. Or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and get several additional perks. That's buymeacoffee.com slash mcwcast. All right, we're back here in studio live with our special guest, Luke Hawks. And I kind of made a, a little little joke as we went to that last break. I, I referred to you as Alter Boy Luke, uh, but to enlighten anyone who doesn't know, that's when I first met you was in the the ultra-violent halls of Combat Zone Wrestling out yeah, of Philly. Yeah. Um, and your origins uh, are really kind of intertwined with the death match. Matt, I don't know what year that was. That's probably like 04, 05. Oh, 05. I first came up just to announce Ruckus and Blackout. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I think you were in the main event that night or something. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe so. I remember you went out I did after my, us. I did know? my share of main events. I don't like to brag. You know, <laughs> yes, indeed, you did, and and like I said, your career early on was intertwined with the likes of uh, Vic Grimes and Supreme, and a lot of the icons of, of deathmatch and hardcore wrestling. You know what's crazy is like you don't hear a lot about those guys anymore, unfortunately, because wrestling's moved so fast, and we move, live in a, we live mm. in this like gift stage. Yes, mm-hmm. you know where it's, everything's like they think about it. When's the last time? You had a memorable moment in wrestling where everybody just talked about it and talked about it. I can tell you when it was. It was when my son jumped off the mall. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but, that got a but, lot of but, talking. But, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I know I sound very egotistical because I have a massive ego. Uh, well, you know, when you were saying but, that, it's funny. You said your son jumped off the mall. I remember that viral moment. But for me, I kind of remember one of the biggest ones was um, – Zandig and Joey Janela off the roof. Oh yeah, back See, and that that was another big one. So like like it's very rare that they you know they ha- you have these big memorable moments in wrestling that just get passed around and people talk about a lot anymore. Because I mean they'll do it for a day, right? You get passed around for it. Like something will happen and they'll show this move or this spot for a day, but then they kind of just get swept under the rug. But they've seen so much now. I mean, look That's at all the is. stuff that we've seen. I mean, look at all the stuff that wrestling's been through and the guy you know. So uh, back then, we thought, when I was doing death matches, I mean, first off, I hated them. Second off, I was like, I I just want to do stuff that would secure my legacy forever, where people will talk about it forever. And little did I know that, like, a few years down the road, it wouldn't matter because, you know, because, like, for for a long time, when I did, like, that 450 off the crow's nest in Mm -hmm. the ECW arena, that was a massive deal. It was something like that. It was never done before. And, you know, it was my idea, 
and I just thought I could do it. And and like I remember at first they wanted to, if you watch ECW when Taz, uh, T Bones, Tommy Dreamer onto the stage through the table, I was like, man, let's take it one step forward. Let's go to the floor and get a couple extra feet out of it, and I'll do a four fifty. And then Smiley goes, man, let's put some thumbtacks on the table too. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, but yeah, like you know, like I I thought at that time like. I was going to do something that would live forever. And obviously it did. It just came back out on Dark Side of the Ring. You got some cool stuff about it. But, like, it it didn't have that longevity of where everybody talks about. I mean, people don't even really know what XPW is anymore. Unless, well, it's you, just, unless you've been in the yeah. business a it's long coming, time. It just came back. It's not coming I know. Back. It's, well, it just, they did a show. They did they, a show. They had about 50 people there. It was a very dismal uh, attendance. Yeah. 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 So. You know. And who the, wants to work for Rob Black? He's. Don't get me started. Let's, let's. I uh, actually, I um, understand you traded the King of the Deathmatch title with the late Supreme. Yeah. Uh, SoCal Deathmatch uh, legend uh, recently passed away. What was it like to work with him? I was nervous because I, I never did deathmatches before and I never bladed. And, you know, it was just that stuff. It's it's no joke. You know, if, you, if you're doing it the real way and you're not gimmicking anything and you're using real weapons, in which we did back in the day, we didn't have access to anything that was gimmicked or... Uh, so everything we did was 100% real. It was real barbed wire, it was real thumbtacks, real light tubes, real rat traps, uh, just different different stupid things they would come up with to use as weapons. And, I, you know, he, he took care of me. He took care of me. Like, he could have... He could have ran through me because I was inexperienced and he could have just took advantage of me, but he didn't. He respected me. And the cool thing is when they asked me to do it, I said, look, the only thing I asked, like when I eventually agreed to do the death matches, I said, I want to incorporate wrestling into it. And I want to kind of like do some spots and mm-hmm. some stories. And Supreme was all about it because he never got to do that stuff. He only got to do the, you know, if you watch his other matches, he would get, you know, just thrown and stuff. And then they grab you and then go throw you in the next stuff. And then, right. you, you know, a shot to the gut. And then you throw that guy. In. Like It was just, it's just no rhyme or reason with us. I tried to, I tried to make it make sense and, and put some storyline into mm-hmm. it and just put, you know, just put passion into it and, and, and build everything up instead of just blood and guts. Let, let's build to a, a blood and gut spot. Let's not just go do it just to do it, you know? Yeah. And it was brutal. It was brutal on my body because I did it. I, I went hard. Yeah. I went hard. Way to go. Yeah. You know? How old were you when you were doing those? Because <clears throat> you were young like, when like you got 20, into those. Like 20, 21? Yeah. Maybe 20, 21? Yeah. That was 2002. So, uh, yeah, I would have been 21. Yeah. Or going on 21, depending on what part of the I, was. You know, we kind of touched on this Um you remember the talking about the the riot, but um, when I first met you, you were probably fourteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere 15, there, yeah. sitting in probably there, fourteen, yeah. That when we were wrestling down in um New Orleans, yeah. and all all the time, and it, I always had a lot of respect for Dan because he was a wrestler, and I was just a fan back then, and he was one of those guys who were really nice to me, and I remember uh, inviting him over to my house, and um. Uh, I remember inviting them over to my house and to, to watch the pay-per-view because I, yeah. I had one of those cable boxes that were like, oh, yeah. jailbroke. Yep. The illegal box. That's yeah. The black box. And, and I didn't think he would say, yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm just sitting in my hotel. Yeah, I'll come over. So, like, we went and picked him up and he came to my house. And <laughs> he watched the pay-per-view with us. And uh, I was like, man, I got this restless hanging out at my house, man. And I, was like, and I, I took a liking to him, cause I, which is funny because, you know, people that know him, that know you, are, they hate you know, they're like, man, that Luke Hawks is a prick. He was 14 years old, and I was like, hey, Travis, that kid Luke that comes to the shirt, uh, he comes to Orem. Or, Orange's my real name, Orm. so he called me Orem because Orem's my real name. Because Luke didn't exist then. 
I was like, that kid, Orem, that like kid come to the shows and Travis like, yeah, I was like, that kid's a little freaking prick. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, Travis like, yeah, he is. I was like, yeah, I like him. <laughs> I, I always had a big mouth and it was just, did, yeah. and, and you know what it was like i talk about this in a lot of instances um in a lot of shows and stuff it just what it was was i was from the street you know what i mean so like like i had no filter and i had no proper upbringing and i had you know like everything i wanted i had to go after it you know food money mm-hmm. like, like literally everything clothes like like nothing was i didn't have a stable environment so uh so I was way more mature for my age, you know, in in a way of, of of hustling. I didn't think like a kid. I always thought like, how can I do this? Like it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have any backing. So 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 I I might not have been mature mentally. You know, I probably said a bunch of dumb shit. But but at the same time, well, you said anything, which is what make me yeah, funny. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't freaking say anything to anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's entertaining to be around. Oh yeah, and now my ten year old's just like it. Yeah, and his mom whoops <laughs> his ass daily. Yeah. <laughs> so now, did you know from like when you were a kid that you wanted to go into the business? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, since I was like three, is my wow. earliest memory. So my son too, his earliest memory is like three too. So we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's something I always want to do. It, it, it consumed my life, and for all the bad stuff that happened in my life, which we, we could get, we could talk for days about that. Um, wrestling was my escape. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't have wrestling, I don't know what I'd be doing because it, it saved my life. Because I had a goal to be a professional wrestler. Um, I chased wrestling, and because I chased wrestling, it led into a few other careers for me. One is film, and one is fitness, mm-hmm. and those all. You know, I I, I get, I make good amount of money from both of them yeah. which i'm lucky about you know what i mean and, and like that it wasn't like i was going to uh go to you know film school and do all this so like i didn't know anything about film because that stuff wasn't accessible in new orleans louisiana it's not like we're known for our theatrical you know we, you know like <laughs> no. like it just it that that's non-existent where i'm from right. I, i'm from i'm from the hood like i'm from the hood i was the only white guy that grew up around where i was at a lot of time you know like it was just mm-hmm. my mom was a drug addict it, it was it it I did not have any kind of environment that would put me onto a stable path whatsoever. So, so, you know, and again, like, but because I love wrestling and I wanted to do whatever it took in wrestling, my work ethic from wrestling got me into a work ethic from television, which also got me into, I mean, obviously it took me a long time to get into, to fitness, but I, I, knew that was a big part of wrestling and i didn't learn that till after being in the business for a while and going why am i not getting further than what i am it was because i didn't have a certain look so nobody told me that though nobody would say get bigger nobody would say go to the gym nobody would say any of that stuff you know so i i just started kind of taking the initiative to go to the gym not knowing a thing it took me forever to catch on and learn but eventually i fell in love with it and just because i was passionate about doing it led into sponsorships from supplement companies and things of that nature and people just say hey you want to wear this hey you want to do this you want to you know so like and that was all from wrestling yeah literally everything came from wrestling so i owe everything to wrestling that's why people ask me now like man you're killing it in movies you're killing in television why are you still wrestling like you don't have to wrestle and this is the truth like i mean like i lost a lot of and i'm not i'm not bragging i keep saying this I lost a lot of money coming here today. Like I had two other film offers that mm-hmm. hit me up and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm wrestling. You know what I mean? I'm on a wrestling tour. I don't get back to Monday, so I'm not available. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually had to change my flight because I was supposed to stay an extra day to hang out with him Sunday. And then I got called for another film and they said, hey, can you work Monday through Friday for this scene? 
And I was like, yeah, I'll change my flight. So, you know, like mm-hmm. I spent a ton of money changing my flights twice to come out here. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. just what it is, though. But like, like if I wanted to stop wrestling, I could go actively work in films for the rest of my life and, you know, absolutely murder it because I wouldn't have any side side things with wrestling where I wouldn't have to take any time off of that mm-hmm. nature. But I love wrestling. and I really owe it all to wrestling. So, you know, and then all my guys from from Wildcat, like we're the only wrestling school in the country that puts people in the film business as well. Right. You know, I got like 20 guys at least that have SAG cards and been in television oh, shows and movies, great. you know what I mean? No other wrestling school can say that. Yeah. You know, you guys are building stars and putting them in uh, WWE and NXT and everything and AEW. Uh, and, you know, and I'm I'm just like putting them in movies, I guess. Well, but, I mean, with, with well, Glow and Heels yeah. and yeah. all of the yeah, different types of, you know, new media, Netflix and streaming services, that's a... Tremendous plug. No, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. It's huge for the guys. And, and it's, you know, I'm very proud of it because it's unique and I look for a niche and I wanted to do something that other people can't do and don't do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and just be, again, it, it all just came from wrestling and working, you know, having a strong work ethic and, and re- loving wrestling. So I'll never quit wrestling. I, I will pick and choose what I do now. You know, I've, I'm very, very selective. I don't just go take bookings. Mm-hmm. I don't take. I don't take any bookings. I take bookings that I want to do. If, if the place doesn't mean anything to me and it's not special, MCW is really, really special to me. And it's, you know, honestly, it's mostly because of my relationship with Dan, but it's, um, I, I have a tremendous respect for everyone who's come out of this era and I'm close with all those guys. So you go back to all the, I mean, Julio De Niro is still yeah. one of my, my best friends, you know, and we, we talk often. He calls me, he's, he's been great. You know, even when I get busy, for the last 20 years he's called me he calls me at least once a month and he'll send, spend two hours on the phone with me catching up and he pays attention you know so mm-hmm. you know you got all the guys everybody from here you know obviously rj bruiser yeah. and uh you know rambling rich and, and chad yeah. austin and just all these guys yeah. you know bobby star all these guys that i, I grew up around mm-hmm. uh and, and it was just like when i was young they were they were in the business for a while and they were always nice to me so that all means a lot to me because um like even though I'm not from here, it's kind of like it always feels like home, and I really enjoy being here. Yeah, it's a it's, reoccurring it theme is. with our guests, the family, and yeah. you know. Well, I wanted to bring up another uh, MCW uh, name from the past, and that's Orlando Jordan. Yeah, Orlando. And yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that relationship turned into Wildcat, and kind of educate our fans who maybe aren't as familiar. He, so, so that it's a short story, but it, Orlando was one of my best friends. Um, he, you know, he went through his stuff at WWE and got released. And, um, I, I never, I never seen Orlando for anything other than, and being a friend. And, and a lot of people had, you know, especially back then they, they would have a problem with, he's flamboyant, right? So like he was openly gay and I say openly, like everybody assumed he was gay. Right. And then like, <laughs> you know, I, but, 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 but we had no idea. Yeah, well, back then, back then, no, back then he was super quiet no about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, unless you probably seen him with a guy or something. But, <laughs> but, but, like a little bit later, like he started getting like super flamboyant and like feathering his hair. And <laughs> shit, you know, yeah, like, I remember. Yeah, so, so, but that didn't bother me because it was him and he was my friend. Yeah. So, um, when he got released, he was staying with me for a while, and uh, he staying with me and my ex-wife and my kids, and um, I wanted to open a wrestling school, but I felt like. I said, man, nobody wants to learn wrestling from me because I I'm not a WWF guy, right? You know that's that's the stigma I had in my brain. So I, why would somebody want to learn wrestling from an indie guy? And I hated all these schools 
like these fly-by-night schools that would pop up and, 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 you know, such and such is training people, but he's never been anywhere. And you're like, wait, I never heard of this guy. He's training. You know what I mean? It's the typical right. BS with wrestling yeah. schools, right? You, ne- you, you need no credentials to open up a wrestling school or promotion. So I always, I didn't want to fall in that category, but I knew I was good and I knew I knew a lot. I just didn't have that TV exposure, that main TV exposure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Orlando did. So Orlando was living with me and he's like, oh, you know, we talked about opening up the school. Cause I was like, I want to open a school. He goes, I want to too. So I was like, well, I'm thinking about opening up one here and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I said, well, it's a good time. You live with me. Let's do it. And he was only there for a couple of months because he went to Australia, like maybe like two, two and a half, three months at the yeah, most. Yeah, I remember that. He went to Australia to wrestle, broke his leg, ended up staying out there because he couldn't fly. And then he meets a woman over there. Bam, he switches <laughs> the game up, right? Meets a woman over there. Gets married, gets her pregnant, and everybody's like, wait, what? And, uh, That's what Australia will do to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> if the big giant spiders and I, lizards don't I gotta kill go, you first. I got to go over there. I hope I don't switch. You think I'm going to switch? Well, you never right? know. <laughs> 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 you may come back looking like Luca. Is he still there? <laughs> He's still there. Yeah, He's still there. Okay. Um, so th- this was like 2011, right? Around this? 2011. Yeah, we, 2011? We, well, okay. well, probably it probably started in 2010 because we okay. opened up June 1st, 2011. And that's oh, when wow, our okay. first day of training. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's when we opened up. It's June 1st, 2011. Um, so we just made 10 years. And I was really bummed about not being able to do anything for our eight, nine-year anniversary because of COVID mm-hmm. and because of uh, the hurricane that hit us. So we, yeah. we, we, we kind of took a little ass kicking. But, I mean, like, we were killing it right before we right. – right before because we had – we had our, sh- our our eight year anniversary show where we drew like twenty four hundred people at wow crazy this big ass arena like we packed it out it was crazy and then shortly after that my son did the mall jump and we're all over ESPN and mm-hmm. every show and you know we 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 sold the clip to uh, Rob you know Rob Diddick on MTV what what's the name oh, ridiculousness yeah. ridiculousness and, and, the, yeah, and so many that. other clips used it I mean we own the clip but they yeah. they licensed it to put yeah. it on there. And uh, and then we had all these other, and then like three weeks later, COVID hits and just shut the world yeah. down. So we didn't really get to capitalize off it, although everybody knows Perry from that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But but uh, not too long after that, we started up with Heels, and we were the first production running during COVID. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool, you know. And we were working. And I got to employ, you know, a lot of my guys for Heels, so they weren't working, so then they weren't doing any shows. So it was nice to be able to hook up my guys and get them. You know, I say hook yeah. up. They work hard. They earn it. But right. it was nice to be able to provide that opportunity for my guys who've been there for me. You know, when everybody was struggling in a time of need, we were able to provide nice, right. nice paychecks for them and their families. That's great because even though you know shows were running in different parts of the country, like the fans still weren't coming out. You no, know, in yeah, places yeah, the way yeah, that yeah. they were before. No, yeah. You know, because I mean, we we were on the end of the list here. You know, Maryland took their time <laughs> right. letting people. Oh, but even you know, there hasn't been a return to normal crowds. I wouldn't say. You know what I mean? Like people no. are clamoring for it, but also they're keeping in mind. Well, you know, it is still a pandemic, so yeah. it's definitely altered the course a, a good bit too. And then of course you brought up the hurricane. Yeah, that, and we just got hit with that. And yep. People don't even realize it because if you're not from the area, you don't you don't kind of it's kind of like fly right. by night, right? Oh, you might have heard about it happening, but it destroyed our community. So we yeah. lost, we lost our training center and everything over right. it. So. uh you know, a lot of people got home damage. So I got everything in storage right now. I got a new building. We're working on it right now. Mm-hmm. But just put everything on a hiatus. So it's just like, you know, when, when things are going good, other things, you know, take a little. Yeah, and you had released a statement, uh, what, like last yeah, week or yeah, something, yeah. Yeah, saying just, about this. It's just keep not the right time. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, I, I can't feel comfortable running a live event when I know a lot of people are struggling right. and the holidays are coming up. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm not going to ask you to spend money on us. You know, if you want to go see Dave Chappelle, that's fine. Like, you know, if you want to go spend $400 on tickets. And I, and I, I say that jokingly but i also say it seriously like their main draws right so people 
people will they'll, they'll they might not pay the light bill and go see something like that, or yeah. they might be late on their credit card payment or whatever to go. Like, I I just don't feel right actually right. when it comes to support our wrestling show, you know. Because I know we're coming back, and right. I know yeah. we're going to come back strong, right. so I didn't feel no sense and urgency of rushing it, right. you know, just to, just to run a show. Yeah, and you had brought up earlier that wrestling was your escape, but for the fans, wrestling is their escape, too. And, you know, some of these people have just been impacted so much that, you know, them taking a night out to come for that escape, then they get home and they got more problems because, like you said, maybe they couldn't pay their bills or whatever. Right, you and know? if I could, I would put on a free show for our community. Yeah. And like we did that, actually, the show that Perry jumped off the mall was a free show, and it's the oh. first time we ever did that because mm-hmm. it was a give back for our, our major show that yeah. just had yeah. happened. But we haven't had shows. We took an ass kicking for almost two years because of COVID, so there's no way I could yeah. put up that money just to pay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. unfortunately, we have to really build back up yep. before we're able to do it again. You got yeah. anything? I know. I know time's getting close. Do you got anything, Dan? Well, we, I think we were going to take one more break, and then um, I, I had a couple of questions. Yeah, me too. So, okay. I, I got the oh, things right. I'm going to pick your brain well, about. Well, so. I tell you what, can we? Because time is really tight, can we skip the break and get to the other questions? Sure. Yeah. I kind of wrap me, it up. Can I stop? Oh. So you talked about a lot of the good relationships that have come throughout the professional wrestling business. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to talk about one that kind of left a little salty of a taste in maybe your mouth. Uh, I'm talking about the Steve O'Neill Extreme Rising Championship. Oh, man. Uh, why, why do guys keep bringing this guy's name up? I heard his name for the second time today. Nobody cares about this guy. Well, nobody, nobody, knows, knows, nobody knows who the guy is. Well, I, I, I stay out of other people's affairs. But yeah. I remember there was like this whole, like, that's my belt and Luke has it. And you were like, well, I'm defending it because I want it. There are no more Extreme yeah. Rising shows, so I don't owe you anything. No, nah, well, that's not exactly what happened, but it was close to it. You know, he owed us money. He canceled several shows. It's, you know, I was the champion, and uh, he was trying to do whatever he could for publicity to save face because he burned all these people. I mean, he still, he's never paid back the fans that, that, that bought all the tickets to the Oh, the fans got burnt shows. on those, those yeah, They bought tickets, and they never yeah. got refunded. Yeah. Wow. So, so, you know, I mean, this dude had some nerves. That's why I said it, it's almost better to just let it die and not bring his name up because it's almost like the Rob Black situation, right? The guy's gone from wrestling for 20 years, and now he thinks he's going to come back and be a wrestling god. Like, like, you've got no business. You've got no business being in the business. You know, you have nothing to offer, and you've already screwed up, and you've screwed up a lot of people. You know, you've screwed over a lot of people. So you've, we've got no business saying your name. We've got no business talking about you. We've got no business giving you any free publicity that you don't deserve because you're a piece of shit. That's out, enough out of me, and I think that we can put a, 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 t- a, t- a lid on that one. Tara, what do you have for our special guest? Well, I had a couple more questions about heels. Of Sorry, course. I'm not being. I just, no, I, no, just, I, that's what we want. Yeah, you know, I wanted to bring it up with you right in front of me because again, I stay out of other people's affairs, and I'd always heard like this side, that side, little comments are made. So I just wanted owe, to. They still owe a ton of people money. They owe me money, you know what I mean? And they owe they again, they owe all the fans money. So it's just like I, I just again, just to touch on it is. They're not relevant, so we don't want to give them the idea that if we're talking about them, giving them that joy about like, oh, we're talking about them. like I don't, true, I don't think about those dudes. The last thing I think about are those dudes, never, unless somebody brings their <laughs> name up. You know, never. Right. I'm never walking down the street or in the middle of a workout or driving somewhere and I go, I wonder what this guy's doing. You know, that, that's you know, I'm like he's in hiding. Yeah, yeah. You know. All, All right, right, Tara. To a lighter, <laughs> to a lighter subject, please. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your work. Uh, well, I have a couple of heels questions. But okay. the first one I wanted to ask was, um, I believe I read somewhere that the character, who, the person who played Jack Spade had some wrestling experience. Was well, he? Well, he had three matches. Okay. He, he wrestled oh, okay. a match in Ring Honor. So he, he hadn't really been trained anywhere. No, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, just a little bit for uh, 
just for the like the WWE stuff he did with Cody Rhodes. And, okay. Um, you know. Did anybody else on the crew have experience? No, Not the no. wrestlers you brought Chris in, obviously, Bauer, but anybody. Chris Bauer, uh, who plays Wild Bill, he ran a wrestling show because he's a wrestling fan. So he ran a sh- some shows he in LA. He looks like the type that would yeah. run a wrestling show. I mean, he looks like, he fits that role, <laughs> though, but, the but, carny. You know, yes, my like gosh. A, but he doesn't look anything like that in real life. Oh, oh really? No. You, you got, go back and look at him. You, oh, actually, you I did. Him. I pulled it, him I mean, up look, on Google. He's I did from True Blood and yeah. The Wire. Yeah, and yeah, a bunch really? of other yeah, shows. Like, he's he looks He's one of the lead guys in True Blood and The Wire and like a top movie. Phenomenal actor, phenomenal actor, but he looks nothing. Yeah, like he doesn't he have an, the mutton chops and yeah, all he's, that. He's yeah. actually my my biggest thing I marked out for Chris for is that uh, I mean the guy's a, a stud. Like he's he's a top notch actor, like so legit, like like the best of the best. He's so good, um, but he, he's in the last episode of The Office. So so uh, ah. yeah, so in The Office is my probably my favorite show yeah. ever. And uh, although I didn't like the, the last season. But it was just cool yeah. that he was in the last ep- the very last oh, episode of The Office, and he plays I a big character. Yeah, he played, he's a guest star in the last episode of The Office. I so I was like, it. it's so cool that yeah, I'm like, man, you in the office? You're marking out, right? Office, yeah. I'm like, wow. Well, I have to say, uh, I marked out about a couple of things in the show as well. That you know, watching it from being on the inside, going, oh, that popped me. One of the things was the way. Um, you were able to give glimpses into the that the show gave glimpses into the business, but then still protected it. And I'm speaking specifically about. And I'm not going to give you spoilers. It's okay. This, I'm going to watch it. I'm speaking specifically about the episode where a couple of people were kind of going to go into business for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I loved. I thought it was brilliant. I loved the setup with Rooster and that moment where he stops and he listens to the crowd, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm not going to do this." But then later you have. Again, I'm not going to spoil it. The other character who yeah. then goes into business for well, themselves. Well, and I was happens. like, I love that that preserved that element where the fans genuinely don't know what's going to come next. That, and I love that. That's the thing about pro wrestling because it happens. Right. Yeah. right. And, people, it and does. people don't think it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, I've been in matches. Well, some shit went down. Yeah. I think we all have. Yeah. We yeah. all have. But it was great because it gave that moment where now, you know, a fan sitting here is thinking, oh, they're exposing the business. But no, because now they're, then they go to a live event and they'll be like, wait, was that part of the show or wasn't it? Right. And I just love those little nuances in that episode just really I, got me. I, I, yeah, it's good. I'm glad they showed that too because I, people do need to know that, you know, Although it has the stigma for being scripted, like especially like a WWE and stuff, like tonight's not scripted. MCW's not scripted. You know, anything right. can happen. And, right. and you know, and like you might go in there with a guy and you might not get along. You might be work. I, I've worked guys I didn't like several times, but they didn't like me, and we just start going at it. Yeah. And, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, it's a whole different ball game <laughs> then, right? Yep. It's a whole different ball game. It, it doesn't happen that much anymore because the new the new generation they're they're soft. Let's 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 call it for what it is. They're yeah. soft. So uh, it's a know, new world. It's, it's a new it's a new world it's, we it's live a, in. It's a new world. It's you like, know? I don't know if it's better or if it's worse because you know I'm old. So I, I you're not old. <laughs> if you're old, that makes all of us old. All right. My last thing that popped me was the Duffy World Title. So yeah. I know that you love world titles on the Indies. Yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. that is something. So that's such a big pet peeve for me. At least one time. I, I absolutely loved it. So it's it's Duffy uh, Duffy Wrestling, right? Yeah, Duffy, Duffy Championship Wrestling, wrestling right? Duffy, Duffy Wrestling, wrestling right? DWL. DWL, okay. And um, I'm Florida Wrestling Dystopia, <laughs> FWD. Golly's <laughs> God. 
And it just popped me because there were the where they zoom in on the you know the title, and I would think of you, Dan, oh, I, every as soon single as I saw, time. I said, oh, this is so indie. I know. Yeah. Where every because it's such a big pet peeve to me with the indie groups that call the you know what I mean. The they world. Were, so was that an intentional champion. rip? Was that an intentional? No, I mean, like was that just I, no, a I think pay it's homage just, it's, to it? it? Just no, it's just what it is. It's what yeah. everybody does. But right? it's so indie. It is. It, it is. is. It is so indie. You know why? Because everybody has to copy everybody else. Nobody has originality. Right. So, and, and, and you know, back in the day, you would get burned if you had originality. If you if you broke like the the tradition, or if you did something different, they go, "Why are you doing that? That's not wrestling. This is mm-hmm. what we do." Nowadays, wrestling's changed so much that you're seeing a lot more openness. I mean, for me personally, I'll tell you what I hate more. I don't. That doesn't even bother me. Does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. But. <laughs> What bothers me is like when you go to a company and there's 500 belts in the company. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And they're, they're just making names up. Yeah, because like, they're nothing. Yeah. nothing <laughs> state champion, intercoastal champion, you know? Like, yeah. it, oh, I know. <laughs> the neighborhood the down champion. the street champion. I feel like the companies are starting to get away with it, even some of the six-man titles. And yeah. I feel like... Do you we know, need this? Huh? You know, well, like, I just think so, less is better. Right. So, so don't yeah. do a tag team title. Just do a six-man title. And have six man matches like yeah. like you could have a world champion or 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 a heavyweight champion whatever you want to call it or you know Maryland champ whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it but cut the tag titles out and just do a six man title right. like make it exclusive and and, and make it different mm-hmm. make it I'm sorry I shouldn't be giving you guys uh free free uh oh well, I'm taking ideas. mental notes yeah we should, have no world titles not, not here. y'all not y'all I'm talking about there. the listeners Other people, yeah, yeah some 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 jerks gonna go start a promotion 15 minutes away from here and he's gonna have his triple tag team title yeah. and a world yeah. title and everybody yeah. is on the belt I mean another pee for me is even like when you see some guys take their indie titles around on <laughs> other indies. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, that's where I'm like, and I've had I've had over the years people we're gonna walk out with a title and I'm like, no. But, you're not you so know what I, I mean? Like I can't use my Wildcat Tag Team Champion. But you know what though? We are seeing some promotions where they are defending these international titles, like um Ryo has defended uh the belt that he won, and that was an international one, and he did legitimately defend it in other countries. Hey, Ryo's then, pretty good, huh? Yeah. He's gonna get smoked tonight by PJ Hawks. Oh, okay. Looking oh, <laughs> forward to that one. And then uh, you have Trisha Dora with the um Pan African di- Diaspora and, and, belt. Just and recently, Alex Shelley won the independent wrestling, the IWTV yeah. championship. So, so I think it's interesting that, like, you know, now we actually do see these titles, some titles being defended on a global scale. Yeah. But it just, I just popped for it for the Duffy World Championship because I just thought it was. I saw that right away. <laughs> and, and we totally, when we were watching it, we're like, Dan is popping for this. Oh, right I saw now. that right away. I said, oh, and I immediately thought, like, this is, they're just, this is so indie. And this is like, <laughs> I related to it was like, oh, they right. run in this one building. Well, so, speaking of championships, when's the next? When's the next season? That's what I was going to go to. Yeah. I know. I, I, you we said have you had to, one so, last question. No, it's, I know that yeah. we, we, we just got picked there. up. They just announced it like a week and a half ago. Tara's so excited. season two is coming. Like uh, we haven't started it yet. It will start sometime in 2022. Obviously, okay. we'll get through the holidays and stuff. We don't have a start date. But uh, looking forward to it. The cast is returning. Everybody's awesome. coming back. So so I guess you're probably looking at like end of 2022 for probably at least earliest, huh? If you guys start filming in 2022. Well. You never. How long did it take see, you to film it, 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 I would one? say the same. I would what, say the same. It, it, it debuted in August. So I don't know if we're going to do more than eight episodes again. Like we okay. did eight episodes this so season. So it's possible that it could maybe be out. 
before the end of 2022. It would be out. No, it'd definitely be out in 2022. Great. But probably, probably, I would say probably the same time. So if okay. it, this debuted in August, we'll probably start shooting early 2022. You know what I mean? Even if we're still filming in August, they'll get the first half. Oh, they'll get the first half done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So I, I'm not. Don't quote me because I'm not the network executive. But I, if I'm guessing, I would think it would be the exact same time that this season started, that which was good. I think the second week of August was when. Yeah, we August 15th or something. I yeah. think. All so right. But you never so know, be, so we don't want to speculate. I'll be Just adding, stay tuned. I'll be adding okay? stars to my coming. Amazon account for yeah. the month. <laughs> I guess I'll be adding it as well. As well at least hey, Larry does such a good trial. job, huh? He's so good. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. I want to see it because no, I want to be so, in I'm the conversation. No, I'm putting you over. I'm saying you're so good at what you do. Like you're so... It's so funny because I'm usually the transition person, aren't I? I'm the well, one that... You're I... killing it, too. <laughs> no. I mean, she and I volley back and forth we the do. entire episode. We have so a lot of eye contact. I, just, on. I appreciate his his work because I've, I've known him for so... I mean, I've known <laughs> you for so long, too, but like I've worked with him in Philly and all this stuff, and I've watched yeah. him come up over the years and how much he's made so much progress and how he's traveled around. Like It's, it's nice yeah. to see people, mm-hmm. you know... Especially for like guys who do what he does, because you don't see a lot of ring yeah. announcers and things of that nature that go to different places. They usually got their home fed. Everybody's got their own guy, so it's nice to see you get out. You're talented. So thank it's, you it's so awesome. much, Luke. It's so good to see you and actually be interviewing you after all these years that we've been together doing this. I remember you introduced uh, Ray Rowe to Ring of Honor. Yep. Um, you know, it was one of the last shows we we got to spend some time together. Uh, but what I was going to say is, speaking of championships. We got the Shane Shamrock that's Memorial right. Cup championship Let's get it. that is going to be decided. With that said, I think that's going to put a tiger around or a tail around the tiger of this episode. We want to thank you, Luke, for joining us. I thank y'all for having me. Dan McDevitt, I love you. I love you too, man. Right. We'll see you next Tuesday at 8 for another edition of the MCW Cast.